Hey, Oil Country, this is Taylor Hall. Hey, this is Connor McDavid. Double team, got it back. Score! What a beautiful move! And welcome back, Connor! This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I'm Leon Dreisel. This is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid feeds Everly for the hat trick. He's got it! This, this is Oil Country. Miller to Myers, what a save by Cam Talbot. He got him with a left pass. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Ched. Open up with. I'll ask a question about a wolf a little bit later on. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex Game Night. Bob Stopper down at Rexall Place. Digitex, Canada's, lar- uh, Canada's largest Canon dealership, where their main goal is to save you time and money and provide true Alberta service. Check them out at Digitex.ca. Digitex now has a massive supplies division where you can find paper and supplies for all brands of office equipment. Jam-packed show coming up for you today. On today's edition of uh, Oilers Now, the CEO of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Bob Nicholson, who was named to the new uh, Hockey Canada Order of Canada a couple days ago. Bob will join us in the second hour of the show. Uh, Mike Russo from the Minneapolis Star Tribune in the second hour of the show. We're working on one more guest because of a developing story out in the province, well, I guess out in the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, We'll hear from Connor McDavid, a one-on-one with him. Opening hour of the show today, we'll set the lines, Reed Wilkins will swing by, and from NHL Hockey on Rogers, Mike Johnson. Here's how you get hold of us. You can text us at 630-630. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. You can email us, OilersNow630Chat.com. It's presented by Homes by Abby. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan's is at Brendan Ulrich. And for podcasts of the show, go to 630Chad.com slash podcast. So jam-packed edition, the Edmonton Oilers and the Minnesota Wild. The Wild playing last night uh, down in Calgary. They've won two straight games since hiring John Torchetti, who has been a uh, through the uh, coaching carousel for a long time, 30-plus years in the game. And uh, we are going to... Uh, uh, momentarily set the lines up for you tonight for these two hockey clubs. I just want to mention that uh, looking forward, we had an event last night at Vons uh, in the city's uh, down by the uh, well, down on White Avenue uh, with the folks that are going down to Los Angeles uh, next week. It's part of the Oilers Now Road Trip. Great time. Great to meet all the people down there. Had a super time, and uh, it's going to be good. Uh, so I just saw the back half of that game between Minnesota and Calgary. Third period looked like the Wild were sort of hanging on by fumes a bit. But nonetheless, they got the victory. They've now won two straight. Minnesota, by the way, in the months of January and February, just 5-12-1. Devin Dubnik did not win for eight straight starts, but he's got back-to-back wins. We're not sure at this time if it's going to be Darcy Kemper tonight, the former Red Deer Rebel, or former Edmonton Oiler Devin Dubnik starting in goal. Uh, Kemper has a marginally better save percentage, .918 versus 917. 
but I think there's a good chance we might see Camper tonight, who's 2-0-1 in his career against the Oilers, a 1.3 goals against average and a .941 save percentage. Jeff Merrick from um, NHL Hockey on Rogers, he also does Sportsnet's junior package, will join us in the second hour as well and give us uh, a, a bit of an update on the uh, the Flint Firebird story. It's quite amazing. Uh, it's crazy, if you've not heard. Uh, basically what happened is the... Ontario Hockey League, David Branch, who oversees the three major junior leagues, he has suspended Flint's owner, Ralph Nielsen, and his proxy that he put in to coach the team after, for the second time this season, uh, Flint fired uh, their coaching staff. And uh, they had a morning skate today. They play Erie Otters, uh, Chris Knobloch's team. That's the team that Connor McDavid used to play for. Erie's the number one ranked team in junior hockey right now. They got a game in Flint tonight. And only one kid was on the ice for the morning skate today, and that was the owner's son, who by all reports is the equivalent of a junior B or junior C player. But he's on Flint's team. This is a, it's, it's an absolute, uh, well, it shows you that if you got some money, I guess you can buy your way in. But uh, the league taking a firm stand there. So Jeff Merrick will join us as well. It's going to be an interesting storyline. Let's get back to our game, Minnesota and Edmonton tonight. Not sure, again, who starts in goal. The Wild have a couple injured defensemen. Jonas Brodin's out with a broken foot. Uh, he was the 10th overall pick in 2011. He's playing a little bit less this year. Apparently, by all reports, it's really affected the uh, p- uh, penalty killing for Minnesota since he's gone out of the lineup. Uh, and Marco Scandella will be a game-time decision. He, too, is playing north at 20 minutes a game. So Ryan Suter will be paired with Edmonton area product Jared Spurgeon, who won a Memorial Cup with Spokane in 2008. Uh, last night, they had Nate Prosser playing with Matthew Dumba. Dumba, former Red Deer Rebel and Portland Winterhawk. Uh, he went seventh overall in the Yakupov draft back in 2012. And Morgan Riley, I say Morgan Riley, it ain't Morgan Riley. Uh, it is Mike Riley, not the quarterback. Mike Riley and uh, Christian Foling uh, are the third pairing. Riley was a Columbus draft choice and went the free agency route that ultimately signed with the Minnesota uh, Wild. So that'll be the defense that we're going to see. Up front, uh, the Wild are going to roll with Zach Parise, Miko Koivu, and Charlie Coyle. Um, of note, Coyle very good against the Oilers, nine points in ten career games. Koivu at fifty-six point five percent in the face-off circle. Parise scored thirty-three goals last year for Minnesota. Second line uh, will feature Michael Granlin along with Jason Zucker and Thomas Vanek. Zucker last year had uh, 21 goals in 51 games. He broke his clavicle and missed 31 games last season. Uh, He has not been the same player so far this year, 12 goals in 56 games this season. Uh, Vanek has 10 points in 10 career games against Edmonton, but most of that damage was done as a member of the Buffalo Sabres. Eric Holla, who was strong last night for the Wild with Nino Niederreiter and Jason Pominville. Pominville, 10 points in 14 career games against Edmonton. Former winner Jared Stoll, centering Ryan Carter and Justin Fontaine, who played in the Alberta Junior Hockey League before playing at Minnesota Duluth. So that's what it looks like the Wild are going to roll with. Again, 5-12 and 14. Sorry, 5-12 and 4 in the months of January and February for Minnesota. Uh, it cost Mike Yo his job, and since becoming the head coach of the Wild, John Torchetti was coaching their farm team down in Iowa. The Wild are 2-0. and oh. They're pretty good in the face-off circle with a couple guys north of 56%. Stoll joins Koivu at that stratosphere. Ryan Suter second in the NHL, playing north of 28 and a half minutes per game. The Oilers come in 1-1-1 one, one, and one in a three-game homestand so far. 
Leon Dreisaitl will play with Taylor Hall and Teddy Purcell. Hall fourth in even strength points with 42, and Hall has four goals, 11 points, and is plus six in 16 career games against many. Connor McDavid and Jordan Eberle will be paired together. Again, uh, McDavid 13 points in eight games since returning from the broken clavicle at the start of the All-Star, after the All-Star break. Everly seven goals in eight games since returning from the All-Star break. Uh, yesterday, they skated Matt Hendricks on that line. Would not surprise me today. Today was an optional. If uh, in tonight's game we saw Benoit Pouliot get shifted back up there at some point, uh, Pouliot has 11 points his last eight games. I know there's a heated uh, internet debate going on right now on Twitter about uh, what Benoit Pouliot is doing. Now, yesterday they had Pouliot with Lander and Yakupov. Uh, Yakupov has not scored a point in nine games, has two goals in 14 games since returning from his uh, ankle injury, minus nine in those 14 games. And then uh, Latestu, Korpakoski, and Pakarinen. So we'll wait and see how uh, Todd McClellan ends up massaging his bottom six forwards and if indeed how quickly it is before Pouliot moves up. Andre Sekera with Justin Schultz. Schultz now minus 19 on the season. Darnell Nurse with Mark Fain. Brandon Davidson for seven consecutive games north of 20 minutes. Uh, he'll be paired with Adam Clendenning. He'll play his 33rd NHL game tonight, and Talbot will start in goal after Honors Nielsen was recalled. So there you go. That's a look at the two teams. Let's get to uh, uh, Todd McClellan and uh, Benoit Pouliot's penalties have been an issue. The team had addressed that as well. Here's uh, the Oilers head coach. He's proof that the human side doesn't always listen to the words, and I don't believe there's intent in any player to go out and take bad penalties. Sometimes you get lazy, sometimes you react emotionally, sometimes situations uh, uh, present themselves and you do something that you regret instantly after that. So I don't think there's intent to do it. Um, I think the individuals that are doing it have to look at why they're being caused. Are they skating? Are they checking with their legs versus reaching? Um, You know, what else can a coach do? A coach can take ice time away. Uh, We've crossed that bridge already. And it's not just one individual, it's others. Um, so the message has been sent in that regards as well. But um, you know, if the players want to have success together, they have to solve that problem together as well. And we'll try and guide them. But uh, overall, it's, it's 23 players is taking a little more responsibility. Uh, there used to be a Pet Shop Boys song, and I know, Brennan, you're you know, probably not a Pet Shop Boys fan. Actually, I don't know how many Pet Shop Boys fans are actually were out there. But they, there was a song, uh, Lots of Opportunities. And uh, Todd McClellan talks about uh, opportunity. Reed Wilkins, you're being a bad boy. Uh, Todd McClellan on opportunity. One of the questions that I'll ask now, between now and maybe the, the end of the season, is if you're an individual and there's been many good coaches that have come through here before and you've heard the same guidance, the same um, direction from maybe three of the four coaches or four of the five or maybe all five, at what point do you lay down in, the, in bed at night and go, geez, you know what, maybe there is something there. Maybe I need to change a certain part of my game. And you either have the skill and the will and the ability to make the change, or you don't. And if you don't, is it because you're delinquent or because you're just not good enough? So we want to see change. And then if they don't change, we want to figure out why. Are they delinquent or are they just not talented enough to make that change? And then we'll make decisions going forward. All right, so interesting comments. Uh, Benoit Pouliot and Neil Yakupov both spending some time on the left side with McDavid and Jordan Everly the other night. And uh, I, I, I want to get to Todd McClellan on Neil Yakupov because uh, Yak is certainly a, a, a interesting player. 
Yuck's an interesting character because I, I, he's a great human being. You know, you walk around the locker room, you like being around Yak because he's, he's an honest kid and stuff like that. But he has tools that he has to bring just like a number of our other players, apply them and have success with them. And that's what I'm looking for. Use your tools, apply them within a team environment, within the structure, and have success. All right, so that is uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Minnesota Wild Knight. Craig Simpson was on Oilers now yesterday, and uh, he had some, uh, well, some uh, an interesting perspective on Neil Yakupov as well. Last night was a great chance to get your get your opportunity and do something with it, and I, I think he squandered a number of them. And I personally don't I don't see enough of his ability to read the game and identify things that he can do to get the trust of the coach to put him back in that situation again. And to me, that's the biggest downfall because if the coach doesn't trust you in that spot, you know that it's inevitable sooner or later you're going to get taken off. All right. So uh, that is Craig Simpson, who, of course, uh, by his own admission, was the third wheel on a line with Mark Messi and Glenn Anderson. And that's not an insult. Those guys are both in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We will hear a full uh, conversation uh, with Connor McDavid coming up on orders now, probably in the second hour of the show today. But here's McDavid on the third member of his line and, uh, and a key to a win tonight. Yeah, um, no, it really doesn't matter who we're playing with. We're going to play the same way. And, and uh, you know, Ebbs and I, uh, you know, we're, we've been playing you know, some pretty good hockey here. So um, team-wise, uh, you know, I think there are some stuff to build off of. Just got to, you know, limit those little mistakes late in the game that have been costing us so much this year. So uh, got to find a way to win one tonight. All right, that is uh, Connor McDavid of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. A reminder that Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday here in Oilers Now it's brought to you by Alberta Horse Racing HRA. This province was built on the back of a horse. HRA, proud contributors to the Alberta Lottery Fund. Horse Racing Alberta, over 7,000 employed, over 7,000 horses. And minor hockey season is almost over, but there's still time to salute your own Rink's Home Ice Hero. Watch a video of the latest winner and nominate your own hero at atb.com backslash home ice. We go from home ice to home slice when we come back. Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports, who undoubtedly will regale us with his favorite Pet Shop Boy song. This is Oilers Now. Great song from the Pet Shop Boys. Oh, wait, that might be, that's sort of an oxymoron, like military intelligence and honest politician. Uh, that's how, They had like two or three really good songs. Pet West End Girls, right? West End Girls. That's the sure. only one I know. You know, uh, it was not part of the chorus cluster, but during the mid-1980s when the orders were going to uh, Stanley Cups, in fact, I think it was in 85, I can almost guarantee you it was 85, 86, uh, one of the stations in town, which shall remain nameless, K97, uh, they did a uh, <laughs> they did a, a knockoff of the song uh, West End Girls, and it was Spruce Grove Girls. It was quite That's fun. classic. That was, that was pretty funny. Uh, so West End Girls, that's, that's a great Pet Shop Boys song. Okay. Uh, that's the only one I know, and yeah. now the one you just played. What's Lot, it called? Opportunity opportunities, Knocks? Opportunities or lots of opportunities, okay. something like that. There was, they had one other pretty good song. I'm trying to recall what it is. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30, and it wouldn't surprise me if the majority of the people texting the show right now probably are not fans of the Pet Shop Boys, but it's all They had limited appeal. But, hey, if you like them and commit to liking them, I don't have a problem with that. I'm not going to tell people what to, yeah. to love or not love. Right, like not everybody liked the Bronski beat. <laughs> 
All right. That's beautiful. They did over at CGSR, though, when I uh, was at that station for... Great station. Great station. Guys yeah. Guys got wonderful opportunities at that uh, station back in the day. All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. Oilers now Bob Stoffer with you from Inside Sports. It's Reed Wilkins. Reed, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Bob. So, I... I Love that clip that McClellan gave this this morning. I mean, that's such a concise summary of of where the franchise is at. And I, I you know, and that this because that clip could have just been easily been given by a manager, right? There's been coaching changes. There are some players who are are different this year under under Todd McClellan, and I think who have blossomed or have found a role. Yeah. And there are other players who have we have seen the same flaws in their game. That we've seen, perhaps to different extents, sure. but but we've seen in in some degree under previous coaches. So now the now the question is: Are these players not working hard enough to fix those flaws, or are they simply physically or mentally incapable? Are they flawed? Reason? Are they flawed players? And either so, then the question is: All right, do they fit on the team in a lesser role, where maybe their responsibilities are reduced, or do you have to move on from them? Yeah, well, I think we're going to see that there's going to be some players moved on. From well, there, there, there has to be, and, and and there may even be players moved on who aren't exhibiting a lot of flaws. But but we know this team is going to have to sacrifice something to perhaps fill some other needs. So it's uh, you know I know Bob, I I hear it from fans on overtime open line and on inside sports. I'm sure you hear it. The words, however you want to put it, death march, whatever are used for these final twenty, whatever we had twenty three left. Um, to me, it's different. But it, 90, it, it, 97 makes it different for me. It does. He does make it different. You're right. And well, thank you for acknowledging and, that. Well, right. for once, you're right, Bob. Okay. Uh, you're still overestimating the impact of the cleft bomb absence, but I forgive you for that. Uh, I haven't mentioned him in the first 20 <laughs> I'm minutes. I'm surprised you haven't. <laughs> okay. Well, you and the dude down in Red Deer that's on my case about cleft bomb. Um, but I mean, if if player the the players here the, the coaches the coach and manager aren't going anywhere for the first time in a long time or at least in a few years we're really solid on that that the the, the management and coaching structure is in place so points out of the playoff regardless of that who's gonna who's gonna make the most of this opportunity who's gonna say all right maybe we're not getting into the playoffs but I still have a third of the season. To impress these guys and to prove that I belong, yep. or that I belong in the NHL in general, even if it's not in Edmonton. Uh, love the pet shop boy, says Vincent. Uh, West End girls, it's a sin. What have I done to deserve this? Always on my mind. Domino dancing left to my own oh, devices. Yeah, yeah they Cla- did the cover of Always on My Mind. Yes, yeah. classic stuff. That one comes to us from Vincent. Uh, Bob, uh, a more appropriate song for the Oilers would be Train to Nowhere. Well, no, actually, I, I, I will say this. Last year, there were stretches that I uh, I didn't see light at the end of the tunnel on this train. And I do see light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I'm disappointed with like everybody else where, where the Oilers are at. And this text comes in basically asking about Yak specifically, Bob. You guys know Nail. What's up with him? And can he be fixed? Reed, you have a minute. It's all yours. Yeah, all is yours. Well, what's what's up with him? I think his 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 confidence is is shattered. Um, I now speaking of guys with opportunity, I, and look, I I don't know Nail Yakupov personally, certainly, and but everybody who does know him speaks very highly of him as a person. But Nail Yakupov, the player, I don't know has if he's computed exactly what's happening. I don't know if he has processed exactly why his ice time is being limited 
and I don't know if he's turned that into... And so, therefore, because he hasn't, he hasn't been able to turn that into the energy and the will at practice to yeah. incrementally improve his game I'll get, and get back. To I'll get even more specific than that, Reed. He has not worked enough on the weakest aspects of his game in practice to improve. Yeah, that's a good summary, All for right? sure. Like that's, that's the bottom line. When you see him out there, he doesn't work enough on various aspects of the game that are holding him back from being the player that he might one day become. And until he does that, he'll flounder. And right now, he's floundering. Reed, what time are we doing uh, face-off? 5.30. All right, I'll see you at 6. See ya. All right, uh, that's Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports. And he's always right, but he's not always on my mind. Uh, <laughs> off to a 6.30 Chad News Weather and Traffic Update with Eileen Bell. When we come back, Mike Johnson from NHL Hockey and Rogers.